legends and welcome to Unbeatable You, where we connect, thrive and conquer. I'm your host, Brett Robbo, and I'm super grateful for your valuable time. So let's just dive straight in. Keep thriving and enjoy. So you know I'm addicted to health and it's one of my top core values, physical, mental and emotional well-being. In 2016, after the Rio Paralympic Games, my gorgeous wife and I were only boyfriend and girlfriend back then. Actually, until the end of that trip, I proposed to her uh, on the trek to Machu Picchu. Little side note there. Anyway, the health side of things. So if you haven't heard of the blue zones, there's zones around the world, in different parts of the world, where there's the most sanitarians living, centenarians, sorry, sanitarians, centenarians. So people living into their hundreds and healthily living into their hundreds. So they're still active, still mentally and physically uh, alert and sharp well into their hundreds. And they've studied these different areas. I think there's seven blue zones around the world and identified some commonalities and human connection is one of them. Uh, quality foods is one of them, although the foods are different uh, in, in a lot of them. Uh, there is laughter uh, and love is, is a big part of it. And also there is a lot of movement. So they don't live sedentary lifestyles. They move a lot. And that doesn't mean exercise. Actually, none of them, it's about, none of it is about gym. None of it is about long running or hard training. It's about consistent movement. So instead of sitting around for hours, they've got to walk to pick their food. They've got to walk to uh, collect different things. They, they wash a lot of their hands by clothes, uh, clothes by hands in some of the areas. There's just things that they're doing that is active. So they live an active lifestyle. And I've said it before and learned it from mentors that we are, the, the human genome has not changed in 45,000 years. And we're putting these environments that we live in now and wonder why we have so many challenges. So the human genome is designed to be very active in that way. So that's why these people thrive when they also have really good, like reasonable living conditions and really good quality food. Anyway, so these blue zones became really uh, obsessed with them years, or not obsessed, but just very interested in them years ago and decided that for our travel after the Paralympic Games in 2016, that we would go to one of the blue zones in Costa Rica. And we, so that's up in Central America. And so we're doing some traveling around and we flew in uh, to Panama. And if you've heard of Toby's Estate Coffee, one of the biggest uh, coffee brands in the country. So we knew Toby and his coffee farm was in Panama and he offered his uh, hut on his coffee farm for my wife and I and my sister joined us for this part of the trip. And we stayed there. It was this awesome wood cabin up in the hills. And we stayed on the coffee farm for a week before we were going to go over. We hired a car to go across the border and uh, go into Costa Rica and, and spend some time in this blue zone because I just thought, what better way to learn than actually immerse yourself in the culture and see what they're really doing and not just read about it and see it on documentaries, but actually feel it and feel the pace of living and really absorb the way of living uh, into our nervous system. Anyway, we hired the car and told them, yeah, so we're going to spend a week here and then we're going to drive across the border into Costa Rica. And they freaked. They said, oh, you can't actually do that. Please don't, don't even try that. We're not sure that they, will, they might possess your car. 
apparently Panama and Costa Rica don't have a very good relationship. Uh, it's Costa Rican, uh, sorry, the Panamanians don't mind if you come from Costa Rica down into their country, but going the other way is pretty challenging apparently and it might have cost us a small fortune in bribery to, to cross the border. So here we were, we planned our whole trip around that and then all of a sudden that wasn't an option. So we decided we just spent a little bit of extra time on the coffee farm and then we just went driving around in Panama and we ducked into this little cut-in. Uh, it said it was a accommodation and we thought, oh, we'll just go and check it out. It was on this river and there was these cool little cottages around and the guy running it was an American guy and uh, he was, oh, I couldn't tell how old he was, but he was uh, definitely, definitely double my age. And so I was what, close to 30, around 30 at the time. And he showed us around and uh, showed us the cabins and we said, yeah, we'll stay a night. And anyway, I got to know him and I chatted to him and turns out he was 76 and he was more ripped than I was, fitter than I was and super active, did all the work. This property was huge and there was a lot of lawn mowing and cleaning up trees and just everything. And he was showing me how he moved a lot of rocks by hand to build these certain cabins and I was really inspired by him. So one day turned into five that we ended up staying in this place. The beauty of travel, right? When you don't have plans to, to have to rush off to the next place. And I got to know him really well. And uh, the reason why I kept saying to my wife and my sister, like, let's stay again. This, this is actually our little blue zone, our little discovery. We couldn't get across the border, but here's a bloke who's 76 that's obviously doing some things right. And so I was checking out his supplements. I was training with him in the mornings and we're going for walks and things like that and having really good chats to him. And it just reminded me that, you know, it, we don't have to go to these or be immersed in the exact cultures, but there is this existence of the the health and the well-being and the elder populations that are doing things really well and they're doing it consistently in their lives that are around us. And when we focus on those, that's when we're more likely to be inspired to take action in our own lives to see that we don't have to be living in these little blue zone areas in Costa Rica or Japan or uh, in the, the other areas of the world. I think there's one in Greece. We don't have to be there and be around that to actually live our best lives. Whilst we are in environments in, in a lot of places in the world where it doesn't support because of you know 5G towers, environmental toxins, lots of pollution. So we need to eliminate or get away from those kind of things more. However, we can also find inspiration around us for people who have done things consistently and look at the evidence to show how much shit is in our life that we absorb and do that isn't that is actually impacting our potential to live our best lives into the future. Now, not all of you want to live until you're 110 and be running when you're 110 when I am, and that's okay. I don't care what your end goal age is, but what I challenge you to think about is, how do you want to live the last 20 to 30 years of your life? Do you want to be struggling and you know having to be around medical support all the time and not being able to play with your grandkids and not being able to move as well and things like that? What I know to be true, what I've seen happen and supported people to do is even though our passport age increases, it doesn't mean that our biological age has to increase at the same rate. So what I mean is that every day you're getting older. So therefore, every year you're getting older on your passport age. That's a given. However, it doesn't mean that 
oh, because I'm 50 now, it means that these things are going to happen and these things are going to slow down. No, when we give the body and the brain the right environment, it knows what to do. So when we do that consistently and everybody is unique, I'm not here to say that you have to eat this way and you have to do this amount of movement, you have to do this, but there's some really good foundations that are evident in these areas and also the people that are in our environments that are living well into their 90s and 100s and still physically, mentally, emotionally sharp into their last days to show the simple practices that we need to embody consistently for us to live our best lives in that way. So even if you don't want to be jumping wheelie bins when you're 40, which was my goal when I was 25, even if you don't want to be running when you're 110, thinking about how you do you want to be. Do you want to be able to get up off the couch and get in and out of the vehicles uh, and go for your beach walks without any problems or reaching up for things and crouching down for things and you know doing things around your house without any dramas? That's like the simplicity of it all. So coming back to the decisions you make now done consistently is going to support you or hinder you in those later days. I want to speak to also a little parable. So I was thinking about this uh, solo episode today to just come on and chat to you guys and I was just going to share a heap of travel stories because they can be fun. But I want to share a couple of parables with you to, to, to allow you to think about aspects of your life and how these can fit into it. You might have heard the, this one before, but there was a, an old American Indian Cherokee chatting to his grandson and he said, oh, grandson, there's a fight going on inside of me between two wolves. There's the fear wolf and the courage wolf. And with the fear wolf, it's the anger. It's the fear. It's the resentment. It's, it's this hardness within me. But then the courage wolf is love, joy, happiness, and courage. And they're always fighting. In actual fact, grandson, this is happening inside you too. It's happening inside all of us. And the grandson thought about it for a little while and he looked up to his grandfather who he admired and was inspired by. And he said, well, grandfather, which wolf wins the fight? And he said, the one you feed. And I think that's a beautiful reminder for all of us that we do have these wolves inside of us. And we do have the choice to which ones we feed. There will be moments in our life that triggers us into feeding one more than the other, but then we get to choose when we shift and feed a certain one. And so I love that parable. Let that sink in. Think about that in your own life and which one you're feeding at different times. And remember, it's a choice which one we feed. I want to remind you too that the way that we are designed as humans, it's easier for us. So if you think about the brain of the evil wolf, the fear wolf, I think I call it the fear wolf, it's the evil wolf, the, the brain inside of that, so the brain that we have, it is normal. The way the human brain is designed, it's actually normal and easier for us to have the negative thoughts, to feel the doubt, to feel the worry. That's easy for us to do. So that's going to happen automatically as human beings. The work that we need to do, which actually isn't that hard, it just requires choice and action, 
is to feed the courage wolf. It's to sink into and express gratitude because if we don't, it's really easy for us to go into resentment. It's to think empowering and positive thoughts and see our life unfolding with empowerment and in a positive way because the easy thing for the brain to do is to see things negatively and disempowering. It's a choice and it's harder for us to find joy and do things that make us happy. Not find happiness because it's a byproduct, the same with these other empowering emotions, but to do those things. It's harder for us to think in that way and do those things. It's easier for us to think in the negative and the disempowering way. So if you're thinking right now as you listen to this or watch this, yeah, I do. I do have a lot of negative thoughts. I am pretty pessimistic. Then congratulations, you are human and that's actually normal, but it doesn't have to be that way. In actual fact, that way is not the best way for you or the people around you. So to do the work. I was actually chatting to a guy, I was going to say who it was, I was chatting to a guy the other day and uh, he's pretty high up, actually as high as he can get in, in his organization as a leader. And he said, oh, Robbo, because I've done a workshop with him and we're talking about some things like this. Robbo, my wife says I'm, I'm always bloody pessimistic. I'm always like finding the, the things that could go wrong and negative. And I said, why do you think you're that way? And he said, I don't know. I don't know. It just, I always see things that could go wrong and I have to point it out because you know what? Most of the times they go wrong. So I've got to point it out before it goes wrong. And as he chatted through it a bit more and he realized, um, we said, I said, is there a different way to look at things? Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah, all right. And then we said, I said, how else could you look at those things? Because it's one thing to, to plan for things to go wrong and then it's another thing for, to just say, uh, to be pessimistic and talk about all the negative aspects of, because it then leads on to seeing other negative things and being pessimistic about other things as well. And he just took a deep breath and he went, you're telling me I can change. <laughs> and I said, you don't have to. It's your choice. But it's a good choice. And yes, I'm telling you that because you're human. So just that reminder that just because things have been a certain way, it doesn't mean they have to be that way. Another little parable that I want to finish on is this story of a father and his twin boys. So the twin kids, they grew up in the household with their father who was an alcoholic and he was also used drugs and abused their mother and he ended up in prison after a number of years. When the kids grew up, they went through teenage years, adulthood, when they were 30, they were followed up and one of the boys was found in prison. He'd been an alcoholic, a drug user, and abused women. And the other boy, now a man, was a very successful businessman, happily married, beautiful family, very values aligned. And so they asked the boys, they asked the, the guy that, well, they're men now in their 30s, asked them, the man in prison, so why do you think your life ended up like this? And he said, look at my father. Of course it did. And they asked the man who was happily married, successful business, very values aligned, 
And they said, why do you think your life ended up like this? And he said, well, look at my father. Of course it did. Two humans, same experience, different perspective, allowed them to make different choices. I often find in my work that people will say, I am this way because. And that because is from a past experience. And the way they phrase that is the meaning they've given to that past experience is it was inevitable and I am this way and that's the way it will be. That little story is just a reminder that it's not because of what happens in our life. It's the decisions that we make after those circumstances. It's the meaning we give to those situations in our life that determines our choices. It determines our belief systems and therefore determines how our life plays out. I say this not from a place of judgment. I say this from a place of compassion. If you're the boy or the man in that equation that is still holding on to something in life, that is allowing you to feel like a bit of a victim to the circumstances and is limiting you from taking that step or making that break, whether it's in a relationship, whether it's in life, whether it's with the next opportunity. If you are that version, just remember, because you're human, you do have a choice and you can change. Like what I was saying to the leader in that past little story I was telling you. And it's never too late. That's the beauty of this human experience. 45,000 year old genome means that the way we operate at a cellular level, at a neurochemical level, at a hormonal and biological level, means that when we put our brain and our mind and our body into the right environments, we can make significant change. It's never too late, and it's never because of that, it always will be. I've seen it too often. I've seen it in major, through major adversities. I've seen it with people who have almost lost their lives. I've seen it in relationships. I've seen it with people who have struggled time and time again in career or business. Just because it was one way, it doesn't mean it will always be that way. You are human and you can make that positive change. And, as always, remember, if not now, then when? And if not you, then who? This is your opportunity to live your unbeatable life. There you go, another empowering episode and thanks again for tuning in. Make sure you check out the show notes for any extra links or information that we spoke about in this episode. Don't forget you can now catch the Unbeatable You podcast on the YouTube channel, Brett Robbo Coach. If you want info and inspiration straight into your inbox on how to live an unbeatable life, you can sign up to receive weekly insights and actionable steps for optimal performance and thriving in every aspect of your life plus first release offers on Unbeatable You courses and live events. Don't worry, 
There's no spam, just short, punchy, value-giving emails straight to you. Simply go to brettrobbo.com forward slash community. If you find value in this podcast, don't forget to share it around with your mates and subscribe, rate, and review. It really supports the podcast mission massively. If you want to reach out to me personally, you can connect with me at at Brett Robbo Coach on social media, and that's where you can let me know who you want to hear on the show. Keep thriving, legends, and as always, remember, if not you, then who? If not now, then when? This is your opportunity to live your unbeatable life.